What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and today we're talking a little bit of Summer League. We spoke yesterday that the roster hadn't officially been reported. Well, it has now, so we've got a few names that we can discuss. Uh, Camille has a, a, a revelation uh, to reveal about her feelings towards uh, Summer League, and also a couple of Bucks players reportedly waived today, so we'll talk some roster stuff, uh, and then we'll continue to roll through the free agency coverage as well, so let's get started. Backs him down. I'm your host, Kane Pippen. You can see and hear me on the show Monday to Friday. Also, find my work over at ESPN. Alongside me, as she is every week, Camille Davis from the Technical Foul Podcast, as well as Locked On Bucks, I should say. Uh, so we're happy to have Camille back here. She's uh, just informed me that there is some severe weather in the Milwaukee area. It is currently 8.40 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so if we lose Camille, it won't be a big surprise to anyone. But we're hoping... The internet will hold on. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. And uh, today, uh, Locked On Bucks is partnering with Arcade One Up. You've heard me talk about this, but we're giving away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Uh, three now. Originally, there was just one, but we're giving away three. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more as well. Mortal Kombat, I think. So enter the win at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade1up.com slash locked on. Uh, I'll talk more about that a little bit later on. And I should say a bit of scheduling news. So we understand it's the off season. I could forgive people for thinking that I want to have a break from podcasting, but you're wrong. (laughs) I have locked it in with Frank this weekend after the summer league opener. We're doing a weekend post-game podcast. So keep your eye out for that. We've missed basketball so much. We're doing a post-game pod on the weekend. So keep keep an eye out for that one. Brooklyn Nets, I believe. Big game, 6 p.m. Central time. Rivalry game, Bucks and Nets. Uh, make sure you tune in for that one. I don't think Kevin Durant's playing or Kyrie Irving, though, to be clear. Uh, Camille, Summer League. Actually, let's start with the roster news for today. We'll get to Summer League in a little bit. So uh, Luca Vildoza and Rajon Tucker reportedly uh, waived or going to be waived uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks as we record this. Uh, any immediate thoughts here, Camille? Um, well, my first thought with Luca was like, man, we had that one moment during Ooh, the, the nice. Bulls game. We got to see a little razzle-dazzle there. And that little quick you know, flash in the pan really had me looking forward to watching him uh, in summer league and just seeing if there was any more to that than – you know, the little brief period that we saw during that game. But them cutting them makes me think, like, it's probably not <laughs> – that's not something that uh, they expect him to be able to do at a steady, you know, steady state. So, I get it. I see that he was still listed on the summer league team, so maybe he still at least plays some summer league ball for the Bucks. But the roster moves in itself, they they didn't really move the needle too much for me. It was just kind of like, okay, these are some end-of-the-bench the type of guys here that are uh, getting cut. So – it makes sense. 
and we'll see if they still decide to hoop for the team in summer league. Yeah, it's interesting, and we should say uh, to our Argentinian friends that have uh, jumped on board the Locked On Bucks train over the last few months, we hope you will stay with us no matter how this pans out. But I think, you know, when there's roster moves like this, there's always some sort of desire to, what does that mean? You know, the Brian Windhorse. Why would they do that? But <laughs> why, why would they do that? But, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, these guys weren't going to play. Right. Unless, you know, something really went wrong. So uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I was tweeting about Showtime, Phil Dozer, and all and, and everything like that in the postseason. It was really fun. I think he's an interesting guy. He's like 26 years old now. But I think ultimately for those two players as well, and particularly someone like Rajon Tucker, who's been with the herd multiple mm-hmm. times, been around the organization, uh, they probably want an opportunity as well. And they probably want to play and they want to yeah. see whether they can get to the NBA. So, you know, I would suspect that they'll probably play for the Bucks in Summer League. Uh, maybe they impress another team and maybe they get an opportunity somewhere where they're going to have a chance to play. Uh, And if they don't, based on the fact that they've been around the team, they've been working out at the facility, I suspect they'll probably be back on a, on a training camp deal or a preseason deal. And we'll see. So yeah, more than anything, I still just feel like it's maybe an opportunity for those two guys to, to get an NBA chance somewhere, which, uh, which is cool. Yeah, and that's the thing that's really fun about Summer League. Um, I, when we were DMing before the the show and I was mentioning, like, I'm super excited for Summer League this year. Um, even if you're not getting a roster spot on the team that, you know, you're playing for in Summer League, there are so many scouts, there are so many execs. All the teams are paying attention to what's going on in Summer League. So you might be able to get yourself a new contract with someone else, even if it's not the team that, you know, you're down there playing with. So Summer League's a chance to show out, which is why the games are always so interesting because it's like it's not quite NBA level basketball, but it's like better than college. But it's it's like this weird like in between level that's always really entertaining for me to watch. Well, as we're recording this, I did just watch the first quarter of Oklahoma City and Utah, and Oklahoma City has uh, so far maybe given the most entertaining quarter of basketball in the history of summer league with. My guy, Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren's doing crazy stuff out there. Poku's throwing behind the back passes. So uh, the Thunder look pretty fun. But that's why I think that if we do get a chance to watch Phil Dozer play in Summer League, yeah. it'll probably be pretty fun. He'll probably be doing some cool stuff. We'll get to Summer League more in a little bit. But the Bucks now basically, in terms of contracts they have, they wave these two guys. They basically have 14 you know, main roster guys, you know, assuming the Barker, that report that he's going to sign a one-year deal as well. So... Uh, look, we've said in the past, we saw the Bucks last year. We're still a long way from the Bucks having to make final roster decisions, but uh, last year they entered the regular season with 14 players. Of course, there could be a trade that changes uh, the calculations here as well. But, you know, as we discussed on, on multiple occasions, this is uh, this is a full roster. This is a full Bucks roster. They brought most of the guys back. So there's not a lot of room uh, for those two guys uh, at the end there. But it was interesting. I will say Twitter was... Showing expressing some disappointment for uh, Luca uh, getting waived because I think we all saw it. We all saw that he is a is a fun player, but I think most of us uh, would agree there's not much room for him to play. I want to get to summer league. Let's talk about this NBA Jam situation a little bit more. Uh, Camille, would you bet without knowing whether I'm any good at NBA Jam that you would uh, beat me? Yes. Mm. I 
I'm not going to push back on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're probably right. You probably would. Uh, but NBA Jam is back, and Arcade won up the leader in at-home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a with a Shaq edition machine. Uh, people are obsessed with NBA Jam, even if they're not really that good at it like me, but uh, it is one of the first sports games to ever feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards. They've got a bunch of other games online at arcade1up.com as well mortal Kombat. i mentioned uh, they're starting at around 399 bucks so check them out uh we're giving away three so all you have to do is literally go to the website arcade1up.com that's uh, arcade the number one up.com slash locked on and uh it pops up straight away all you have to do is add your email and you're entered you've only got until july 8 which you know until this morning i forgot that that's only a couple of days away so you better hurry up uh arcade one up dot com slash locked on uh, enter to win one of three nba jam shack edition all right you kind of gave it away camille you're excited for summer league and i laughed at that comment but i also agree with you i think i'm a little excited for summer league why are you excited for summer league well one, we have a draft pick that hmm. um, I was excited about picking, in addition to the fact that we have a draft pick, which in itself is something to, to tune in to see how how he does. But this is probably like the first Bucks draft pick that's been somebody who I was like, yeah, I would love for the Bucks to draft them. And hmm. he was available at the time and was actually able to be drafted by the Bucks. So I have like a person, like in addition to having an interest in the team itself, like I just thought that, uh marjan is just such an interesting prospect uh and i love his story someone easy to cheer for in addition to what he might be able to bring on the court so i'm really looking forward to seeing how he fares um in this in-between land of nba competition i will say and especially given the fact that summer league ball is just so interesting in part because a lot of guys who are playing in summer league aren't playing in the roles that they would you know, during the regular season on the team that they're on as currently constructed. So it's kind of fun to see these guys also be able to kind of just get outside of their their little box and bring out the bag a little bit. Like, let's see what all you could possibly do in a situation where it's your team to run at this point. Looking forward to seeing Marjan, as I mentioned. I'm looking forward to seeing Mamu, just seeing how different he looks, if he looks any different from last season. as another two-way guy, A.J. Green, uh, uh, Hugo, like it's, it's just uh, some guys on this team where I'm like, okay, like we got two draft picks in addition to Marjan. We got two. We won't see Hugo stateside probably anytime this season. So being able to get a little peek about what that could be is interesting. It's just summer league is selling optimism. It's selling hope. It's selling what can be the possibilities. And I'm desperate for basketball. I was watching Chris Middleton highlights yesterday in my free time. I saw that. I was very happy about that. <laughs> I am ready for some more Bucks basketball and summer league is going to be like a first chance to see some of the young guys out there, see some actual draft picks for the team playing. And I am pretty excited about that. In addition, I just think the league's in a pretty good space, like talent wise, like summer league, the product might not be all that great, but just thinking about where all of these different teams currently sit and what they're hoping that they're going to be able to get from their draft picks. Again, selling hope, selling optimism about what can be summer league is full of it. And I am a basketball junkie at this point. I'm going through withdrawals, and I need it. 
Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I, we've mentioned this a little, I think yesterday in the podcast when I was talking with Frank, I spent last weekend doing, you know, covering the Australian national team and I was back in the arena. I was watching basketball. It had only been a few weeks, but I was completely irrationally excited by the whole experience. Uh, it was great fun. So I'm looking forward to watching the Bucks. Uh, in summer league as well and i mentioned this to frank also yesterday that with summer league when you have a first round rookie if he plays really well it's great Mm -hmm. for the hype if he plays poorly it's just summer league so you just walk away (laughs) feeling good about it and just you know either way you tell yourself what you need to hear but the bucks are doing great stuff uh because they're posting the hype reels they're posting Mm -hmm. marjan knocking down threes and people are like okay hang on a second this is a question (laughs) for this guy and people that have followed marjan bochamp closer than i have have said that you know certainly through uh, i guess uh his early years junior basketball whatever you want to call it uh he was a pretty good shooter or he's a decent Mm -hmm. shooter so i am curious to see how that levels out i think historically of course there's some guys that shoot well at uh, summer league but sometimes there's a eagerness slash desire for volume shooting issue and sometimes you know it's not the most efficient standard of basketball uh, of all time you're playing a bunch of games in a row everyone's trying to prove themselves so we'll see what happens with Marjan. but just a few little highlights uh, I think I'll be excited about uh, you mentioned Hugo Basson so this is really interesting because I saw you know some people are a little surprised that he was on the summer league roster I don't know why you would be surprised that he was on the summer league roster. He was in America the last couple of months. He went to the combine. He was at the draft. So he's in America. I I always kind of just assumed he was going to stay an extra two weeks and play in summer league because even if, and and this is the thing, I know that the reports were that he was going to be a draft and stash guy, but if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you've, you've drafted this guy. And not only have you drafted him, you've bought in to draft this guy. Why the hell wouldn't you have a look at him at summer league? And if he plays really well, why why wouldn't you rule out the possibility that he could be in America this year? I, I just don't think it's as, as black and white or cut and dry as what potentially, uh, you know, it's, it's I guess, assumed that it's going to be. I mean, if he plays really well in Summer League, why would you say, all right, go play in France or Europe or wherever he wants to play? You'd, you'd give him a shot in preseason, right? Yeah, that's a fair point. And I think part of it, maybe people just didn't realize he was here to begin with. And they were mm, just like, Oh, mm, like we fair. drafted a guy who, you know, played overseas and they're talking about, he won't have a lunch with Kane every day. Out in Australia. <laughs> Kane won't come back to Milwaukee. So why would Hugo? That's fair. You know, that's fair. maybe that's, that's where they're at. So, um, I can, I can see why people were like, Oh, he's actually here. I like, get to see mm. him. But yep. again, it adds to the excitement because it's what can be like, if he does, you know, AC expectations at summer league, do they bring him on? Does it make more sense as to why, you know, right now they're already like, okay, we're going to cut Luca or wave Luca. Uh, we're going to just clear up some roster space right now. And we're just going to see how this plays out because I know you guys talked about it, but like the Sergi Baca signing was kind of like, Oh, didn't, didn't see that coming at this, mm. at, at this stage right now, because normally the Bucks like to have that open roster spot at the end of the bench. So I get it, but who knows? Maybe maybe Hugo saw that too, and he was like, "They don't think I'm ready yet, but I am." And if you've seen Rise yet, the uh, the Disney mm-hmm. Plus movie on the on the Adekunpo family, <laughs> they emphasize the fact like during the movie when Giannis was going through his draft process, how he was continuously saying, "I need to play." Like, it's not a it's not an over like I'm playing this year in the states. So who knows? Maybe Hugo got to watch the movie over the weekend and was like, "You know what." I also want to make sure I'm playing uh, playing in the NBA this upcoming season. Who knows? 
I still haven't seen Rise. Oh, Kane, what are you waiting on here? I'm waiting for someone to give me a password to their Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, no, no. I'm gonna watch it. It's been busy. I had a busy few days. Uh last point on Hugo, just potentially roster wise. Uh I think, and I've said this, and this is just completely baseless from me, but given how much the Bucks social media has been hyping up Mamu, I believe he's gonna be with the team this year in some capacity, two way, whatever. I, I don't know. Could be wrong, but I'm just assuming. Yeah, I hope so. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing just how he looks because he had some flashes of some things, of some skills where I'm like, now that could be useful to the team. Like if, mm. if you're able to shoot at a consistent clip, if you can put the defense together, like the hustle is there, the the drive is there. He's put up some pretty interesting numbers uh, in the G League when he got assigned there. It made me go like, oh, like you, you got that down there. Like that's interesting. Like I want to see how those skills can translate. Um to the Bucks, if it can, if it can, really more than anything. So, again, being able to see him in summer league, where he's kind of one of the top draws on the team, one of the top guys. I'm just looking forward to seeing what that looks like for him, and seeing what all is in the bag that he can pull out during this uh, this couple of weeks. Yeah, and streaky three point shooter, so that would be nice if he could knock down some threes as well. I think that's something that would really, oh. you know, add to his value potentially as an NBA player. Uh, but uh, in addition to that, so. If he's there and whatever, two-way guy. Uh, there's nothing to suggest, by the way, that if the Bucks think, okay, we, we don't want to use a roster spot on Hugo Basson, they could just do the same thing they did with Mamu, have him on a two-way, have him with the NBA team a lot of the time uh, and playing some herd basketball as well. So I just, again, the, the report suggests that he will be a draft and stash yeah, perhaps that's the highest percentage chance of, of what ends up happening to him this year. But uh, also, uh, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is a guy that ends up being with the team. Uh, which, again, that's why perhaps Summer League... You know, last year, we were still basking in the glory of an NBA yeah. championship. We had nothing to even watch Summer League for. Uh, this year, um, it's a little bit different. So we've got two draft picks playing. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of intrigue there. And uh, we'll see what those guys... I can do, but I saw someone tweeting earlier this morning about uh, NBA championship odds. So now is the time to talk about betonline.net and the Bucks, Camille. I think the last time I checked, which was this morning, uh, bad hosting here, but they were the they were the fifth favorites overall on betonline.net, second favorites in the East behind the Boston Celtics. Uh, how do you feel about that? I could see why. Uh, they would put us behind Boston in the East. I'm curious to know what other three teams in the West were were over the Bucks. If you have that information handy, uh, yeah. Well, like it would have been Golden States, uh, the Suns from Phoenix, and who was even in the Western Coast? Dallas. It might have been the Dallas mm. Mavericks. But anyway, uh, they lost Jalen Brunson. So hey, right. look, if you're into this type of thing, you might be able to find some value there. You might think that the Bucks are being undersold at BetOnline.net, but jump on. Uh, have a look at baseball as well. We can see Camille's wearing a lovely Milwaukee uh, Brewers uh, jersey today. Uh, NFL futures as well. That's going to roll around really quickly. We're already basically in the middle of July. So, you know, football is, is going to be here next month, I guess, preseason football. So jump on there, check out the NFL stuff, uh, MMA, boxing, golf, uh, all sorts of stuff at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's Online where the game starts.
curious about free agency outrage, uh, Camille. As you know, I spend a lot of time in the YouTube comments, and um, there is a few prime suspects that I always end up going back and forth with. And it's, it's sometimes some people are hard to please. That's just that's that's the reality. Some people are hard to please. They there is a desire to be angry about something. Uh, is there anything from this free agency period? And I haven't had a chance to speak to you about this. Uh, is there anything from this free agency period, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's what other teams did? Is there anything that causes you outrage? And if outrage is a little too dramatic, is there anything that makes you pause? Is there anything that makes you skeptical or concerned? Um, this people are gonna be like, you're you're making this up, but I'm I'm so serious when I say this. It just made me excited to see what the Bucks are gonna do because really what free agency said to me was that this the Bucks were like, you know what, we're a championship level team. Mm-hmm. We're not really far away. There's not really much we need that we think that we need in this moment that we can feasibly get with our current salary cap situation that can vastly improve our odds. So the Bucks were able to bring back Bobby, pick up Joe Ingles, uh, bring back Carter, bring back Wes. That's a pretty good haul, if you ask me, because this is banking on Joe Ingles. And it's a, it's a flyer for sure. When he got injured, I remember saying, like, you know, it's tough to have an ACL injury. Um, he was already starting to lose a little bit of the defensive prowess that he had at the time. So I was, I wonder how he's going to look coming off an ACL injury. Like, is that going to zap the last bit that he had defensively? Um, and then how does it also affect him offensively? Because he's a maestro on the pick and roll. He's a knockdown shooter. He just does so many little things well. He's literally a perfect role player for the Bucks, assuming you get the version of him when he was healthy. And understanding that that's his ceiling, that he could be a perfect role player to fit on this championship contending team. I'm here for the risk. I get it. I'm all in for it. Getting Bobby back was a huge boom to the team. Um, And then bringing back Carter and bringing back Wes. Having Bobby come back and Carter come back adds two more guys to the roster who are now under 30, um, who you can have a shot. You can say, hey, how does your timeline align with Giannis's? So, uh, Carter might be somebody who you're like, he's just going to be a regular season rotation guy, but he will really pick you up 94 feet. And we know that Bud loves the defense. And it seems like this offseason also the Bucks just kind of leaned more into defense. I mean, again, it's bringing back a lot of our own bodies, but there's no Brent Forbes signing this summer. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no Grayson Allen acquisition so far where it's like, okay, this is somebody who's coming in who's known for offense. They're here to spark. And that's what they're going to do. This offseason has felt more like we're bringing back pieces we know that work, that play some defense, and we are we like our chances to get anybody, against anybody else. Boston being able to get Brogdon for some paper clips and a Pokemon card. Didn't expect that, but uh, Boston definitely is deeper. Um, Boston was in the NBA Finals. They're going to be very good this upcoming season. Miami lost P.J. Tucker, and we don't know exactly what's happening with Kevin Durant, but – if I had to bet money, uh, bet online, I would not bet my money on him going to Miami. No. Um, so I'm not sure if Miami's actually even going to be as good as they were last season without P.J. Tucker. It depends on how the rest of free agency goes for them. Philly is better, but Philly still doesn't put fear in me. They haven't, I don't think, ever, really. Um, I see the potential there, of course, but I'm not going to be Charlie Brown with the football when it comes to Philly and saying they're going to be amazing. Um, and then the other teams in the East where it's like Chicago getting Drummond, re-signing Levine, 
uh, Atlanta getting Murray to pair with Young. It's like, I like, that's cool. I just don't think they're better than what the Bucks have right now today without knowing where KD and where Kyrie go. So for agency, I've been cool with it. I'm glad that they were able to bring back who they were able to bring back and picking up angles was a boom. So I'm, I'm cool with our free agency. I'm very cool with it. And if Marjan looks great in summer league, like you said, we're going to, we're going to get the hype train going. Oh yeah. And uh, even more excited then. So I thought, and by the way, let me just say the Chicago Bulls, I'm glad you mentioned that. How do you go from signing Tristan Thompson last year and then saying, well, let's just get Andre Drummond. And how does he get $6 million in this economy? I'm not sure. But anyway, the good old Chicago Bulls. We love it. Uh, <laughs> one guy that I, I we haven't really brought up, and I think I'm going to do an extended um, pod uh, about this man. It's a very familiar face to Milwaukee Bucks fans, Dante DiVincenzo, who has been someone that has been brought up a couple of times. It's been really interesting I think in and the deal that he signed was, let's be honest, probably lower than he would have been hoping for and what many people thought he was going to get. Uh, this is a fascinating situation with Dante. I, I've said it before. I, you know, I think that, you know, I, you know, I think it was an amicable split. Let's just say that. I think that he was happy to move on. Yes. Uh, and he went to the Kings. And I think that the idea would have been play with Sacramento, get heaps of minutes. You're going to make yourself some cash. Uh, that didn't really work out. He was coming off the bench, I think, when yeah, potentially he wouldn't have wanted to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. The Kings don't end up offering him any money. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to be there. That would make some sense. Uh, so then he's on the open market where there just isn't a lot of money out there. And he ends up taking a deal that is is well below what I certainly would have imagined 12 months ago. Yeah, so, for sure. So I, I I think he's in a good spot to potentially recoup that value and next contract earn some money. Uh, but I guess when I've thought about this, and maybe this is me being a little too, you're trying to you know bend the situation a little bit too much. Uh, but I, I just think that if he had a stayed with Milwaukee, of course, more being... Yeah, restricted free agent, whatever. Morky could have, mm-hmm. you know, could have had a decision to make to pay him, similar, I guess, to what they got with Jordan Moore. But I think if he had stayed with Milwaukee, just by virtue of being with the Bucks and probably playing some playoff basketball, he would have ended up earning more money. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that the Warriors got him. I think it's great value for Golden State, but I don't necessarily think it was a situation that would have been different if he had to stay with the Bucks, outside of the fact that we would have loved to have him in the rotation for the postseason. That's undeniable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. As soon as I saw that he went to Golden State and I was like, that's a great place for him to land, mm, given yeah, how the market ended up playing out um, with Sacramento. Not, which was, I was like, why did you even trade for him in the first place if this is and I was like, All right, not my business, not my team, whatever. He landed somewhere that I think is going to be a better fit for him, especially with Gary Payton the second going to Portland. Like there's, there's a hole for a guy to come off the bench mm-hmm. and play some, some great defense, knock down your open shots. And GP two got a little bit better at it this past season, but like you would think that Dante would be able to produce at a higher level from three than what Gary Payton has been able to do for golden state. So you like that there, they might lose something a little bit defensively from what Gary Payton's able to bring them, but it's not so much of a loss to the sense where like now it's a negative, like, 
Dante is still a good defender. Um, he might not harass you in the same way that Gary Payton did, but he is going to be a pretty sound defender. He's going to rebound. You just love in that way. And I think he is a great fit for Golden State. Maybe he ends up on like a Bobby Portis type of deal where it's like, I'm coming here to show you I can play um, mm-hmm. in a situation where I'm, when I'm healthy, play real meaningful minutes for a contending team and show my worth in that way. I'm, I hope the best for Dante. I really do. Me too. I like that guy. I hope it works out for him. And uh, really a good piece of business from the Warriors to say, okay, well, we're not going to pay 27 mil for uh, Peyton over three years, nine mil per year. Uh, why don't we just sign Dante DiVincenzo for half that amount? We know that they're you know, battling the luxury tax as well. And uh, I guess if there was any frustration for Bucks fans towards what they've done in the off season, I guess that's the type of move that you're looking at. Now, again, I don't think the Bucks were in even a chance to to reacquire Dante. I don't think he would have come back. I, I don't. I don't think it would have been possible. But uh, you know, I, I can understand. That's why there are some people saying, "Well, you, you signed Joe Ingles." Why didn't you try and get some other player? You know, one of the guys we mentioned was Bruce Brown. So I definitely understand that. Um, but all things considered, I just don't think there was a lot of room uh, to move for the Bucks to improve the team. Uh, you had to yeah. take a bit of a swing, and they did that. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Camille, I know how excited you are for Summer League. How are you going to possibly get through the next three days? guess we're going to have to try to work. <laughs> just work. <laughs> let the hours go by with me, you know, you know, making Sounds the money horrific. and, you know, then turn the TV on like, oh, Bucks, we're finally here and enjoy it. Although I am going to see Thor on Friday. So I'm going to have to probably DVR uh, the Thor. Bucks game. Great Australian. Great Australian. <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Helmsworth. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, all right. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well for all the national stuff. Still plenty going on. There's a few names still out there. Uh, big names still out there. So we'll see what happens with them over the next few days. Uh, Camille, uh, do you know who was the big winner of this podcast? Who was the big winner of this podcast? Your internet connection because it survived. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard too much thunder rumbling either. So I'm like, hopefully it already went past and hopefully there's not too much more coming. Uh, it's incredible stuff. I'm very impressed as someone with a very dodgy internet connection. We'll be back tomorrow. Justin's going to be with me for that. Uh, I'm going to try and get the boss involved, uh, the Lockman, uh, for a Joe Ingles extravaganza. I haven't reached out to him. I don't know if he listens to us. Uh, he's got a lot of podcasts to potentially listen to, so I doubt it. Um, but if you're listening, David, <laughs> let's talk about Joe Ingles yeah. sometime in the future. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll see you guys tomorrow with Justin.